Welcome to One Fry Short, you know, of a happy meal. I'm Jamie Spielmaker. And I'm Rachel Wynn. We're just two women having candid and empathetic conversations about mental health and how we can support each other. We are not experts. Not even close. But if you want to feel less alone in your neuroses, you've come to the right place. Hello. Hello, and happy um, Monday after the White Lotus finale. How do you feel? (sighs) Yeah. I said simple, and I feel like that... It just was like a little bit predictable, I think. Right? I guess my mind went to like, like the FBI when they have like strings attached to different photos. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, this, this is going to happen. And this, I, I thought the murders were all um, unrelated. Mm. And I guess the disappointing part was that it was just one storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that they were going to interact in some way that we hadn't seen before. Someone said that, like they'd go on a sunset cruise. Yeah, I sent you that. Oh, you sent me that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That would have been interesting. Yeah, it wasn't. I like, did you watch after when Mike White was talking about? No, I didn't. He said, let me pull up the quote because it was really funny. He was talking about Tanya and Tanya in season one when she met Greg said like, oh, death is the one thing I haven't experienced yet. Something like that. Tanya like she was talking. Yeah, she was talking about like it in like a. Um, I don't want to say like a spa way, but like she was talking about how she's done all these treatments. Oh, death is the one treatment I haven't experienced yet, and so he said he took that as like a angle to like complete her storyline. I get. I I could see that. Yeah. Now, now that we know. It kind of all makes sense. It does make sense, but I wish that like I wish that Greg would have come back in some way yes. to like close that loop. Yes. And like I just when she just falls off the boat, <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> I okay. looked at Connor and I was like is did she die? <laughs> I know I was waiting for bubbles to come out of her nose I when know. they showed her underwater. I know. So that Mike White said she essentially he didn't want her just to go out and like any sort of way she came out caused mass chaos and destruction by killing all those people. And then she died a derpy death. A derpy death. Yeah. What does that mean? A derpy. Derpy. Oh, oh, like derp. Yeah. I get it. Yes. Yes. I thought you said derby. I was like derpy. No, where like, I did think they were focusing a lot of time on her getting onto the boat. So I was like, what's about to happen here? And then it was just like, dink. Yeah. But then I was like, she has heels on. And then the foot that they showed that was floating, didn't have heels on, and Brian was like, uh, it must have fallen off. And I was like, no, something else is going to happen. My mind was like not yeah. accepting it. Yeah. But it was kind of funny how she's like <laughs> sobbing through her tendrils. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Just yeah. like. These gays are going to kill these, me. That was the funniest was when the she funniest. went up to the captain was, in the knit hat. He's like, these gays, gay. they're trying to kill I me. I am gay. Yeah, tutti gay. We're all I'm gay. I'm also gay. Um, yeah, these gays, these gays are not what I thought. She Ugh. just calls them the gays the whole time. I know. I definitely thought Portia was going to be offed. Yeah, that was a that was a twist for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. I was like mostly scared for Portia because like clearly like she was in a bad situation with that guy. Okay, in your head, when he got out of the car to light the cigarette, I was like, get in the driver's seat, get in the drive. Like, there were so many times I was like, just leave, 
get away and she didn't and I, I was but then I was like I think with fight or flight there's a third option which is freeze and that's me I freeze <laughs> so I think in my head I love I'd how you're like, like really taking this back to the anxiety the core of this podcast <laughs> Rachel <laughs> let's psychoanalyze this this show and every single yeah character. I was very nervous for her yeah yeah that was that was like in those moments, you're like, God, it sucks to be a woman sometimes because you feel so at the mercy of like, like how many times have you been in an Uber and you feel a little nervous? Anytime I'm by myself at night, yeah, walking to my car. So we do we think Daphne and Ethan slept together? That's insinuated, right? When they went to that little island, I didn't even pick up on that. Oh, really? No. What's interesting is that clearly Aubrey Plaza slept with Theo James. Yes. But we didn't see it. And then Harper and Ethan, no. Uh, Daphne and Ethan slept together. We didn't see it. So I was like, moral of the story, become a prostitute because <laughs> they end up on top and sleep with your partner's husband or your Well, so husband. I thought it was interesting. That this is also me taking it back to our podcast, mm-hmm. but – when Daphne was talking to Ethan on the beach. Yeah. And she was like having almost like this weird, like pseudo deep conversation was like hinting at some things. She said like, everyone is a little bit of a mystery. Yeah. And when she said that, it took me back to Esther Perel, Mm -hmm. who says that in order to have like an intimate relationship, you have to create mystery in the relationship. And they have like such a vibrant, obviously like physical sex life. Interesting. I know. I was like, maybe. And clearly, you know, Harper and Ethan. Yeah. Like found some fucking mystery. And oh, there's a lot happening there. Though. I mean, that's not sustainable. No, right? I, no, no. But I think I don't. I, know. See I what thought you're it saying. was interesting. Yeah, that like yeah. that's kind of like the that's what that that's what they needed to like keep it alive. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Um, I watched Aubrey Plaza and Emily the Criminal this weekend. Have you seen that? No, is it good? Yeah, I don't know that you would like it though. Okay, it's kind of anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Last night, I was like. I need some like hardcore something to get me to sleep after this. Yeah. Speaking of things that are not anxiety inducing, how is Disney World, Rachel? Okay. <laughs> I actually had more anxiety at a birthday kid's birthday party I was at last night than I did at Disney. Interesting. Um, I mean, that place was actually my hell on earth. The party? The kid's party. Uh. It was like a mixture of a bowling alley. A huge arcade, a bar, a pizza restaurant, and laser tag. The amount of noises and kids screaming. Where were that, you? Uh, it's called the main event. Mm, I was like, like, Brian, I'm going to last five minutes here. Worst I It was terrible. I didn't like that stuff like when it. I was a kid. I hated laser Did tag you? as a kid. I can't remember. Or I like go-karts. Yeah, yeah. Paintball. Forget it. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, paintball, the idea of being – I was goalie for lacrosse, which to me feels like paintball. <laughs> You're just getting slammed <laughs> with these hard balls. You were? Yeah. Talk about anxiety. Every every time before a game, I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I want to quit. I want to quit. And they wouldn't let me quit because I was the only person who would want to be goalie. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, Enneagram 2, the helper. Yeah. Disney was great. Um, the key is to not push yourself. Mm-hmm. We weren't one of those people who were like, we're going to go home and rest and then go to Disney till 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. or push it all day long with a kid who's screaming. I can't do that. Um, do not take a two or three year old. Oliver had such a hard time. 
He, it was cute. Just like he, too much. It was yeah. It was like we would wake up at like six thirty, eat a quick breakfast, hop on a boat, and be at Disney by like seven thirty. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, but you know what? We did that when I was a kid. That's to the way really to do maximize it. Maximize the yeah, situation because yeah. no one. I mean, it's definitely crowded in the morning, and since we were at a Disney resort, we could get in before everyone else. But that's the way to do it. We just like ping ponged from ride to ride quickly. Mm-hmm. And by 11 or 12, Ollie was melting down. Claire was just, you know, like stargazing. And it was getting really crowded. And we're like, well, we just went on 10 rides. So we feel like we did everything we wanted to do. So we'd go home and they had a pool. The kids would go in the pool. It was good. It was an eight and a half hour car drive, which like oh, always fly if you can. <laughs> Would you rather do an eight-hour car drive with kids or fly with kids? Oh, fly. Okay. At this age – because in my head, I do the math. I'm like, okay, we'd get there like an hour and a half early or something. The flight's an an hour. We land, you know, you have another hour. That's halfway of our car trip. Right. I think this podcast has helped with my anxiety because I'm like more – I recognize it more. Mm -hmm. Um. And, you know, the the voice in your head, the stories you tell, like all these things we talk about, I recognize now. And so there were moments where I would recognize like other people's anxiety and be like, okay, like I don't feel that right now and I feel okay. And like we got on the boat to go to the Disney boardwalk. We had to take one boat to another boat and we took the boat there and it was so crowded with people to do the next boat. I was like, we're not doing that. Let's just take it back to the hotel and Mm-hmm. Go to the game room. So we're like, okay, let's do it. So like recognizing that this doesn't feel right and just go with your gut. Anyways, the holidays. The holidays. So They're coming. They're coming in hot. Don't, I'm so stressed. Are you? Yes. Why? Okay. And my to-do list is insane. First of all, we just had Disney. So the kids were out of school for four days. Right. That – I work on like – in like four hour chunks when I have alone time. Yes. So I feel like I have to make every minute as efficient as possible. Right. Which is incredibly stressful. Like part of me is like, I just want to like go on a walk, but I'm like, okay, a walk will take an hour and okay, I still have to do this and this and this. So is that worth that one hour? And, you know, and it's just hard to get stuff done when the kids are home because Oliver, I was cooking dinner and he friggin' threw an ornament across the room and it shattered everywhere. So I have like onions that are supposed to brown that are now burnt because I'm sweeping up broken ornament. And um, so it's just really hard. Um, it's like his birthday is also this week. And so oh, it is, is yeah. he three? Mm-hmm, he's turning three. So I'm planning a very, a very small little thing for him. And then he is like, we have holiday parties and all the kids classes that I have to bring stuff for. And then wrapping all the kids' presents and making sure I'd have everyone's presents. And I'm trying to get everything buttoned up before the kids are off for a week. Yeah. Um, Because Brian works every day that week and is usually so slammed. And so he's not able to help really that much. Um, Yeah. I don't know. You can do it. I know. Fuck. (laughs) Disney, I was like, how are these people having five kids here right now with a newborn? Like, not a Ugh. newborn. Yeah. There was a guy. I'm sorry. Disney people. It's just, there was a guy whose shirt said, my favorite Disney villain is my wife. <laughs> what? Did he? No, she bought that, right? Like I'm she had still to have bought. in shock. Yeah. I'm processing. <laughs> my favorite Disney villain is my wife. Yeah. <laughs> 
She's looking at Connor. I can't even. <laughs> Honey, did you hear that? Anyways, wow. Yeah. But, okay, I want to talk about, I want to bring to the table my topic, which is Festivus, the airing of grievances. <laughs> it seems very on brand for us. Totally. Um, and while I remember seeing the episode like 10 years ago, I had to kind of refresh myself mm-hmm. on it. And, but, and you're talking about Seinfeld. Oh, sorry, Seinfeld. Yeah. And I feel like maybe Seinfeld was a couple of years ahead of us. We were more the friends generation. So I had to send it to Jamie because she hadn't. Have you not heard of it? Or you just. So wait, know? is Festivus something that they coined? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I've heard of Festivus. So George's dad created a made up holiday called Festivus because he did not like the commercial and religious aspects of Christmas. So it's Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah. So he says it's Festivus for the rest of us. And George cannot stand it. And so they go over to celebrate Festivus with George's dad. And he's like, to kick off Festivus, I'm going to start with the airing of grievances. He's like, I've got a lot of problems with you people and you're going to hear about it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was kind of funny. Um, because everything is so like perfect and joyful and merry about Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I love how he brings this aspect in of <laughs> actually all of you annoy me. <laughs> exactly. And I have problems with each Looking um, back every at one this of you. year. <laughs> yep. So I thought maybe we could air a few of our grievances. Well, I will say that the week after Christmas, we have started this new tradition. Mm hmm. We go to the mountains somewhere in the south for a week. Mountains in the south? Well, yeah. It's like... Like south of Atlanta? No, no, no. Like in the southern region. Oh. It's like, where do you see mountains? Tell me. I need to go. Um, Yeah. No. Uh, We usually go to um, like North Georgia or North Carolina. so pretty up there. We're going to Highlands this year and it's my family. So me, my sister, my mom, and my stepdad and my biological dad. (gasps) Oh. So do they get along? They get along. But there's a lot of unique personalities. Um, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of personalities uh, to juggle. My stepdad is a large personality. Mm-hmm. Um, my father is a interesting personality. <laughs> and there are competing points of view, let's say. Oh, okay. And... I get really anxious around this because oh, I'm like, what if like so-and-so and so-and-so start arguing about politics mm-hmm. as an example? Or what if so-and-so tries to educate someone on X? And every year, I feel like my sister is always like, this is not your battle to wage. Mm-hmm. If they want to have an argument, they can have an argument. You are not the referee or police of the holidays. Yeah. And it's like, I think Brene Brown did a podcast about this, but um, it's just a reminder that like you can't control how other people interact with each other. And it's not, mm-hmm. I feel responsible for that sometimes. Like at my wedding. She talked about that in her book, Alice yes. in the Heart, how she felt like she of her siblings had to be the protector of their, like the referee. And she was always anticipating yes. a bad situation or an argument or something like that. Yeah. And when we got married, it was very much a blending of Democrat and Republican people. Mm-hmm like very Democrat and very Republican people. And I was 
in knots about it for weeks because mm-hmm. I was like, what if this person and this person like start talking and then they have a big blowout? Oh, and, like, for sure. Someone, I don't know, you know, smashes a bottle over someone's head. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and like that was like such a stressor for me. And I think like you have to just remind yourself that like you cannot be responsible for the interactions of other people. All you can be responsible for is yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that I feel like is a good reminder to people around the holidays who maybe have, you know, family members who have different ideals and different mm-hmm. values. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe that stresses you out and you don't want to be in the middle of a argument, but it's almost best. Like, yeah, the airing of grievances, let's just not talk about politics and religion, you know, let's just not do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if someone else brings it up, just be like, okay, Okay. Um, on a lighter note, I the airing of grievances cannot stand <laughs> eggnog. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, I like it. I got so hammered off at once in college and made out with this guy at a fraternity. They had a, a <laughs> like a cooler of eggnog at a fraternity party, which like how I'm alive to even have this conversation is terrifying. I used to sell my clothes at Plato's Closet so I could have money for the bar. Yeah. And that was my life. I have another grievance. What? The elf on a shelf. Oh, my fucking God. Okay. My friend Mo probably does not listen to this podcast, but (laughs) (laughs) I I worked with Mo at CNN for many years, and (laughs) he was always like, God, that creepy fucking elf. (laughs) It has such a creepy face. Mischievous. I can't, that will never be a tradition. No. We tried it one year. We didn't have the actual elf. We just had one like leftover passed down from our family that was like an elf. So I was like, oh, let's move it around. Claire was too. We forgot so many times. She'd have to remind us. She'd be like, where's the elf? And I'd be like distracting her while Brian like moved it to the kitchen table instead of the counter. And I'm now in the position where Claire is five in kindergarten and she's like, where's our elf? All of my friends have an elf that comes to visit them to make sure they're good. Good for them, Claire. Yeah. And I was like, the elf's not real. And (laughs) Brian's like, cut it. Cut it. He's like, stop it. And I was like, you are, I think all of these kids are good. Like, that's the thing that I can't stand about. Like, you're going to be on the naughty list if you do that. Like, that is like the opposite of the parenting that I subscribe to, but I totally get desperate times call for desperate measures. But like how we were marketed this tool in the most stressful time of year as a parent to add a layer of like create insane creativity for 24 days, 24 nights, whatever. That is torture. Yeah, no, I don't get it. I hate it. It needs to go. It needs to go. I get it. Yeah. Speaking of elves, one of my grievances is I hate the movie Elf. Do you? Yes. Overdone? I just don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> like the pasta thing where he like puts all the, like, I don't oh. know. Like, I love Will Ferrell. In yeah. fact, I really liked the new spirited movie with Will oh, Ferrell. I need to watch and Ryan. that. It's cute. Yeah. But Elf, I'm good. No. Yeah. I kind of feel that way about Mariah Carey now. Oh, it's sick scary. of it. Yeah. She stands in one position. She never moves when she performs. <laughs> we watched The Grinch last night. Which one? 
the Jim Carrey. Guys. Oh no! Okay, that's so creepy. Okay, wait. <laughs> this is so the funny. Noses. Wait, this is so funny. I was like really wanting to watch it. Um, I don't know if you've watched that as an adult, but the noises in that movie. You want to talk about a highly sensitive person. I every, what are the noises? Every two, it's just loud. Oh, every two seconds, I was like, Connor, turn it down. And then halfway through it, I was like, I have, I have no idea why I wanted to watch this. No. This is not fun. I literally sat on my phone the whole time. I was like, I, why did I want to watch this? Yeah, like the noises, just and and then like he's mean to his dog, and I just. Ugh. Yeah, and he, like the way he was bullied was so sad as a kid. Ugh. And then the way that they portray the Who's, like seeing it in person, leave it as a cartoon. It just doesn't translate. Yeah, and I think like, yeah, I don't know. It was like, I like really wanted to watch it. The New like, Grinch is a lot cuter. Wait, what's the New Grinch? It's, um, it came out in maybe like 2017 or 2018. Is it a, oh, it's an animated Illumination, one. yeah. Right. It's so cute. I haven't seen that. There's like hip hop music with it. I like the old school cartoon. I think that's cute. Have you watched Charlie Brown lately? The Charlie Brown Christmas? No. Oh my God. I was like, we need to do a whole podcast on how they talk about therapy and depression in this episode. Excuse me? He goes, okay, I'm watching it with Claire, who they hated it. And I was like, I'm leaving it on. This is hysterical. (laughs) It was so funny as an adult. So Charlie is like, I'm like something about this holiday always makes me so depressed. And they're like, Lucy was like, only you would find the happiest holiday and make it depressing. And he's like, I just want the magic. Like, I just want the spirit of Christmas. And I was like, yes, he gets it. And then Lucy, I think it's Lucy, the black haired one. She sets up a little stand that says therapist five cents. Which I'm like, oh, right. I remember that. Inflation. How did we get to $150 a session? And it was five cents back then. Okay. <laughs> and and then she's like trying to take in, he's like going to therapy with her. And I'm like, this is awesome. This was from what? Like the 50s, yeah. the 60s? Yeah. And it talks about how he's trying to find like the real spirit of Christmas and how he gets depressed around the holidays. The real and- spirit of Christmas is called Lexapro. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was so funny. I was like, they, yes, like this is. It's like so interesting to me that those like old school shows, like Mr. Rogers, uh-huh. like they talk about emotions and like. Yeah. It's just interesting. And to then me. you have Rudolph. <laughs> this is a man's work. Have you heard that line? No. Brian and I were watching it with the kids last year. Like and we the were old like, school ooh, Rudolph? this didn't age. Yeah. Mm. When like the, the mother's like, one? I want to go find Rudolph. And the dad goes, stay back. This is man's work. Oh, and we're God. like, oh, fuck. I saw something last night online that said something like, um, <laughs> you get married and then the husband will never know what it's like to shop for his mother, his brother, his father's mm-hmm. gifts and wrap them. And I was like, wow. Yeah. P.S. <laughs> did he ever shop for his gifts? <laughs> like- I th- yeah. I You know, and I was like, it's co- like, I am like making something for his mom. He brought his brother a gift. He he can't. We, it's probably half and half. I do all the gifts for my family, mm. just because I like it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny when the kids open their presents. Brian is just as surprised as they are. <laughs> December twenty sixth, having to take down decorations. You do it on December twenty sixth. Usually, oh, I don't do it until after the new year. 
like, really? Yeah. But are you, you're not around that week, right? I guess I'm not either. Uh-uh, I'm not. So I like, I like doing it so when I come home, I don't have to do it. I get that. Um, I think this year I'm going to do something a little different. What are you doing? I'm going to take down all of the red. Yeah, and keep and up leave, the silver white. Leave up the, like, the tree. Yep. And the lights. Agree. So like huga. Yes, Heige. It's huga. Oh, it's huga. Yeah. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. And it's pronounced huga? Yeah, I promise. I'm going to do that through all of January. I com- I think we should. And see if it makes me feel better about my <laughs> general state of absolute desolation yes. in January. Yes. I, I'm totally with you about the like huga Heige. <laughs> Um, so that's why I didn't put out a lot of red this year. Cause I'm like, I want this to stay. I want like twinkle lights and I lined the top ceiling of our porch with, um, twinkle lights. And I was like, this could stay for a while. Totally. We came home from Disney. I swear like an entire oak tree dropped its leaves on the front of our house. The Santa blow up was just on the ground wet. And our string lights had all fallen in weird places. And well, I was like, rain, like the whole time, the all, whole time all of our gone. command strips were like, and show. <laughs> and they all just, the wreath was on the ground and everything. We like, were ah. done. We've had enough. Yeah, we had need enough. a vacation. They're not lasting till January. They're oh, like, you want funny. me to do what? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know about my huga till January, but I'm definitely going to keep trying. Yeah. That's, I think that will ease the, um, the post Christmas blues. So should we do uppers? Let's do uppers. <laughs> My upper is that we're doing a fancy dinner, and I for, for what? One, we're just doing like a fancy dinner. We're going out with like two other couples, and um, I have been looking for outfits for weeks. Like we don't dress up anymore. Like I there's know, nothing to dress up I for, know. and I want nothing more than to go to a fancy Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And I don't know fancy enough people, so I'm making it happen on my own. Mm, that's nice. And I have been trying really hard to find like a fancy outfit i'm gonna wear my green uh pointy shoes with my little diamond bow on them from zara and i know exactly the ones you speak of yeah pretty and so i'm excited i um many of this don't many of you don't know this about me i get violently hungover <laughs> preach it sister and so i had half a guinness two weeks ago and was on the couch incapable of doing anything like parenting um so i I'm going to try not to drink, but I'm excited. My upper is this. I have been lackadaisical about taking my antidepressants. Wait, lackadaisical? Lackadaisical. I don't know what that means. Lazy. Okay. Nonchalant. Okay. I had been sort of lax about taking it. I would miss a couple nights here and there. I'd make up for it, whatever. I noticed. What do you mean by make up for it? I would like take it at random times. Oh, okay. Later in the day. Not take two. Not supposed to take two. No, no, no. I don't do that. Um, and I have been feeling a little icky. I had been feeling mm. a little icky for a few weeks mm-hmm. and, um, I was like, I need to, I need to get better about this. So I take it every night before I go to bed and I re like got myself back into my like really like extreme routine where I do my skincare and take my fucking medicine. Good. And I had a headache for a few days as yeah. you do. Yeah. It is such a difference maker. I'm telling you, it's true. It's like, guys, if you take antidepressants, you have to take it it's every like day. Yeah. Exactly. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Like, you have to take it every day at the same time. If you don't, it will not be good. It's not as effective, in no. my opinion. And so Dax talks about that on his podcast. Really? So he has this theory about, like, the toothbrush. 
like connecting your medicine to your toothbrush I somehow. do. Because what? Well, oh, well, like I brush my teeth and do my skincare. Well, that's what he's saying. And like, take my medicine. Yeah. He's saying you always take like medicine you need to take. You need to time around either brushing your teeth in the morning or at night because it's something you always do. Yep. And so you need to make a habit out of, and I take mine right in the morning. Mm-hmm. And there was a period of time where I'd be like, did I take it? And mm-hmm. I'd get really panicky. Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't remember if I did take it or not. So I'm like, should I like have a little sign on my bed, my bathroom mirror that says, did you take your medicine? Or like, cause I'm not focused when I'm taking it. I'm like doing other things. So yeah, making it a habit is a game changer. I yeah. agree. Good for you. Yeah. So that was like, you know, kind of a learning thing. But guys, take your meds on time at the same time every day. Just do it. (laughs) We want to hear from you guys on what your grievances are. Should we do a Substack chat? Do you think people know how to use that? You need the app. I mean, I would love for people to do a Substack Substack chat. Or we we could also do like a question box on our Instagram. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I know you people have grievances. Yeah, let's do it. We can keep it anonymous. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, everybody. You got this. You got this. Coming from two people who don't don't got got this. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. Congrats. You made it to the end of our show. If you liked it, please share it with your friends and leave a review. If you didn't like it, don't worry about it. It will only cause us to spiral. We also want to reiterate that we are not experts, but please do call or text the people at the new mental health hotline at 988 because they are. Join in on the conversation on our Substack page at One Fry Short Pot. See you there.